This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. Hello everybody. What's going on Campo? It's Sunday, a rainy Sunday evening. We're uh, at the back yeah. end of a super Sunday that started poorly but finished very strongly. I, I think on the whole it was it was closer to a sick boy Sunday than a sad boy Sunday. Uh, yep. I think that's and, fair. and and really if you, if you're fighting off the scaries before the week begins, that's that's really all you can ask for, I think. Mm. At a blowout with some pretty footy. We had a game that we thought was going to be a blowout but then turned into a bit of a contest. And then we had a a, a close one to finish with some sick tries. Like what more can you want? What more could you want? Um, and if you're a Knights fan, you could want a few more wins as you march your way towards the top eight because they are coming, Nicholas. They are coming. A 34 to 18 win over the West Tigers in a strange game. Like I, I don't think the Knights played particularly well. The Knights, <laughs> at, the Knights simultaneously should not have won this game, and also they should have won by 400. Points. Yeah, Jack said that to us yesterday. It was a, like, it was a I'm very like, it was a very strange. I'm one. like, what you just said is complete nonsense, but also I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like. There was, I mean, they started very, very strongly, but I think by half time, I think there was just a lot of a lot of people already sort of waiting for this game to end, and and the Knights kind of played like that in the second half. I think they they did leave a, sh- I mean, they ended up winning by fourteen, uh, sixteen, but they left a shitload on the board, in my opinion. And they did. So basically, like, so when I, so I was checking the score um, just before we we recorded, so I was just like getting my notes together and all of that, and. I I know I knew that at the time that it finished thirty four eighteen, yep. but also I was like this was not a sixteen point game. Like the Knights, it felt like the Knights were up by forty the entire time. Yes, you know it was it was, yeah it was a very very strange one. Couldn't hard, hard to get a handle on. Hard to put a saddle on. I would say. Well, I think the Tigers to their credit, like did do well with the limited amount of chances they had. Our man Jareen Buller was involved in some nice things in attack, some some not nice things in defense as well. But uh, you know, can't be good at everything, I guess. And defending is a defending's a hard skill to master. Not even our, not even our dreams can be perfect. That's right. Um but yeah, like I wouldn't say they were clinical by any means, but they I think they did well to sort of take advantage of any opportunities they were given, but by and large this was just yet another game where they were just on the back foot for the entire time. I think I was looking through it today. I think only I think they only had two forwards get over 100 metres or something. And, and I think Isaiah Papali had a really nice, that really nice involvement for that try. But like, again, it was just a, a game where they're kind of sort of top top guys kind of still up. Like, they're, they're big off-season forwards. The three of them, Clemmer, Paps and Bateman, all played pretty well. But then the guys behind them just gave them next to nothing. And the back line is nowhere near good enough to, you know, overcome a deficit like that. Yeah, well, they just, they just got they just got blown up. They got blown yep. up all over the park. Every single time the Knights went down their left-hand side, which is a dangerous side in fairness, a lot of, lot of creativity and a lot of big runners down that side. But every time Ponga went down that side and linked with Best or Marju, linked with Best or Marju they looked like they were going to score, you know? Yeah. And then second half, they, were, they sort of didn't go to the left as much, but they still put on points pretty much whenever they got their act together. You mentioned the three... The three big signings that the, that the Tigers made, you said I, I didn't think either. I didn't think any of them were were that good, and I actually think that's a big part of the problem for the Tigers at the moment. I think, you know, they're a. Blo- so I didn't think they were amazing, but they were their best players. I thought, not that that's a high bar. No, well, I thought I thought Buller was pretty clearly their best, and I thought Coruscant like just tried everything he knew to try and he does get that it every going. Week. Yeah, I know, that, but but that's 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 the point. I don't think they're getting enough out of their good yeah. players at the minute. 
You know, it's not as if, you know, Papali'i and Clemmer and Bateman are just like doing what Coruscant is doing. Where no, even though Coruscant is on a really bad team now, I would still say he's had a pretty good season he's on the easily whole. Been best but player. I wouldn't say it about those other three guys. No, that's and Clemmer's, totally Clemmer's the Clemmer and Papali'i are probably the two that I'd well, be pointing towards a little bit more because they're meant to be work yeah. rate big numbers guys. And Bateman is very much sort of like, he's meant to, for a forward pack, he's meant to be like. The defensive presence, yeah, and then a little bit of skill, a little bit of flair and attack. And but he's not, he's not, he's not an every down I, back. I think Papali'i in particular because he's so young and he had such an amazing season last year has just like we saw that one moment in this game where he looked like twenty twenty two Papali'i again. But like it's just like where, mate, where has this been? Mm-hmm. Where have these moments been for most of the year? They haven't been there. Well, he's gone back to what he was before he was at Para. Because remember when he was at the Warriors and and he was someone who always had a fair bit of ability but just hadn't come close to realizing any of it. Mm. Um, and he's sort of gone back to that player now, which is which is quite disappointing. But I also don't think that this Tigers team is being put in a position to succeed with no. some of the selections. Like, why? Is, I I know he's probably leaving at the end of the year, but I surely Dane Laurie's a better five eight than Will Smith. Yeah, you know, and Asu Kepaawa is a player that I quite like. But over the preseason, they were trying to turn him into a second rower, and you know, so he's tr- trying to train and learn a new position. And now he's back out on the wing where he was never that good to begin with. There was a reason that they were looking to turn him into a second row and it's because he wasn't that good of a winger. Yeah. You know? And he was on that right wing and he got targeted very, very heavily um, by Marju and by Best and by Palmer and all them. So I, f- mm. I feel like the Tigers aren't getting the... They're not getting the most out of the best players that they do have and they're not putting a lot of their other you, players in the best position. Do you think see. there's any realistic scenario where like their five-year plan for their coaching thing actually goes a distance? No, uh, no. I I think at this point, I'm starting to think Sheens won't last a year. That's kind of my thoughts. That, that, well. or that, the that very, seems to be what's in the world right now. I reckon right he gets now. to the end of this year, but I reckon he doesn't come back for yeah. 2024. I agree. I agree. But enough about the Tigers. Mm. We talk about them and how bad they are a lot, you know? And Which, bad they and, are. And bad they are. You're quite high on the Knights. I you, am. You've been running around over the weekend saying a lot of stuff about the Knights. Finals bound. No, it, it, like Parramatta getting that late win today does hurt that Knights final charge. I think basically, I do think that they their run home is is, is not, not easy, but it, it's comfortable enough that they'll do their part. But the problem now is that it's out of their hands. And there's just, they're two and a half wins behind all those other teams. And it's just difficult it's it's going to be really tough for them to make up that distance. But I feel like there's enough quality players in this team. I think that what you said last week about best sort of using Origin as a platform, I think he was, he was sensational in this game. Pong has been brilliant the last couple of weeks. And I think they've just got such a talented team. And I think that their forwards should be able to, and we'll get to this in the preview show, but I think their forwards should be able to match it with Melbourne and perhaps... Their forward pack should be a lot better than yeah. it is, I think. I don't think either Safidi brothers had a good season. No, but... But, like, Jacob was pretty good in origin. And, like, Daniel's been good in that arena. So we know how talented the mm. two of them are. I just feel like we haven't seen it as much but as But I just feel like, yeah, they can, they can sort of get through the next two weeks with Storm Raiders, two very, very big games. Mm. That Raiders game in particular, massive. But, you know, I, I, I'm obviously a lot higher on this team than a lot of people are right now. But, yeah, I, I think they're playing well enough right now that they could get, you know, finish up with what? What are they on? Seven and a half wins right now. They could end up with 11 and a half. 12 and a half wins, but I just don't think it, it probably won't be enough just because of the way it's shaking out above mm. them. I guess the really pleasing thing for them would be Ponger, and not just the way he's playing, the fact that he's just stringing these performances together. He's just getting a lot of footy back to back to yeah. back to back to back. But I thought he was really good in he's this one. Like, like two weeks without getting hit in the head. Too. I know, good on him. But like this was one of those ones where every touch he looked like he was going to 
create something, you yeah. know. Um, I thought I thought Best actually probably started a bit shaky. He kind of got mm. pieced up a little bit by the best centre in the world, Stafford Toa, <laughs> um, on a couple of early ones. But then he sort of found his feet and, and did a whole lot better. The guy who I actually thought was a bit disappointing in this mm. one, but the guy who I think that they need to really look to to take him to the next level as they keep trying to go on a bit of a run is Jackson Hastings. Mm. I don't think he's been good this year, um, and I don't think he's matched the form that he showed at the Tigers last season. It, he seems to me to just be a little reluctant to take on the line. I wonder if he's a little bit too focused on on organising, which of course is a strength of his game. But I also liked last year at the Tigers about how well and often he was able to challenge the line and play at and through the line. Mm. You know when he won Man of Steel with Salford, he led the he led the Super League in meters gained. What? Like running back. meters? Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure they measure it in some sort of weird perverse English way over there. But still like that's for a halfback to be leading that is a very that's a that's a fair indicator that he's Is Brady Croft leading that this year? I don't know. I assume so. Well, he's the mayor of Salford now, That's so right. he's he's probably doctoring the mm. the records to, to 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 you know accumulate a little bit more power. He's a despot leader in the north of England. But anyway, so Hast- running has always been a big part of Hastings' game, and I just feel like he's gone away from it a little bit this year. Um, and he's the one if they're gonna beat the Storm and they're gonna beat the Knights uh, and the Raiders, they're probably gonna need a little bit more from him. So he'd be the one that I'd be looking to if I was a Knights fan. Yeah, to to sort of. Lift the lift the overall uh, quality of the team yeah. a little bit. I I do like that we've now got to the point of the season where everyone's firing up the ladder predictor and trying it's to great. think. It's it's a it's a wonderful time of year, and I can just imagine at NRL HQ in the control room, somebody you know ringing up Volandis and saying, "Sir, you're going to want to have a look at this," and just the traffic spike in Newey because they're all on the ladder predictor. They are substantial. I would yep. say the um. Yeah, I, I think that they're they're trending in the right way. And I, I honestly a little bit wonder sort of if they just had Ponger at fullback the whole season. I know, they have I know. Doesn't, another doesn't, couple that, of wins. doesn't that look like a bad decision in hindsight? Yeah, we thought, hey, it's a it's a rebuilding year. We'll see what Lockie Miller's got. And he had a couple of good games, but then he had a couple of poor ones. And it, they're probably four points better off right now if Ponger's just played the whole year at fullback. I, I, I think so. And the, th- the thing is, I could understand if this was the first time they'd tried it, but given mm. it was the second time they've tried yeah. it, and, I was just, and it's just... So apparent how much better he is when he's at the back. It's like, guys, you know, you you you, di- you do it to yourself once. All right, we tried it; it didn't work. You do it again. Mm. It's that old. It's that old thing. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, they fooled themselves. First, so shame time. on them. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. You, so you're 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 a bit higher on the Knights than most. Yeah. Right? Do you what? Like, do you I think they finished, can make I, the finals? I do. And I, I just think there's like. I think that they're going to play. They're going to. I reckon they might end up with enough wins that they could have made the finals in other years, but they'll miss out this year. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, they're going to have eleven and a half. I reckon they'll. Oh, they'll finish with eleven and a half. Okay, of so maybe twelve yeah, and a half. Okay, okay. And it it just it won't be enough because there's there's going to be like right now eighth, right now ninth is on ten wins. Mm. So unless unless two of Cronulla, Parramatta, South, and Cowboys, unless two of those teams. Both don't win more than two games. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I I don't mind the idea of someone going on a late season run because I, I love think it, those just, things. But it, it's, it's, it's just, just hard, hard to see yeah. anyone. They from really that top needed Parramatta to lose back. that yeah, game they today. They did big time, which they nearly did. We'll get there later. But um, yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Why does Reed Marnie hate charity? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It's literally like a day after you mentioned Richard Villasante throwing up the deuces and having a laugh about it. That little that little crybaby Reed Marnie smacks the the camera out of the ball. It's, 
It's not often you get to say, well, look how Villa Santi handled it. Yeah. Take your lesson from it, old fella. That's right. You know, it's not often that you get to say that Which, about Villa the Gorilla, but yeah, here we are. Poor Billy Walters just wanted to make some money for charity. Yeah. And Reed said no. Honest Bill, just trying to just trying to raise a buck and Was was Reed just upset because he was so thoroughly outplayed by his opposition number nine in this contest? <sighs> I if you got outplayed by if you got if you if Billy Walters beat you at anything, how upset would you be? You'd be pretty upset. You'd be pretty upset. But you know what? I wouldn't try and I wouldn't try and uh, sabotage his celebration. No, I would, I'd wish him the best. I, I was raised better that, than that. Look, you know, it's easy to get romantic about this stuff and it was like, oh, packed Belmore Oval. They gave Josh Reynolds like four different farewell ceremonies during the day and, you know, they're, they're coming off the back of that big win last week. Jacob Preston goes over after two minutes and you think, geez, they might be on for one here. And then they dished up some of the most pathetic yeah, reserve grade level defending I have ever seen in my life. Some of these tries, the Walters one in particular, but some of the, and the actually, no, the Willison one was probably the worst. I was going to say, the, the Walters one, that's soft enough to haunt you. The Willison one would keep me up at night because... Terrible. Like, sometimes when you're watching someone play the ball on the try line, you know when the dummy half's going to go. Mm. Willison, like, did he... He pretended to look at where he might throw the ball, yep. but I was I was sixty yards away and I knew he was going for it. And the fellas the fellas on the field didn't know, and they just let Waved it happen. It was just just awful, just awful. And like Brisbane threw some pretty nice shape at Canterbury at times, but I wouldn't say it was anything too groundbreaking. It was all just pretty like fundamental stuff. And for Canterbury, it was like it was like it was like they were being confronted with some sort of black magic that they'd never seen or even considered yeah. before. Like this, this was this this was dire from Canterbury, and now this is three of their last four week of their three of their last four matches. They have just turned it up defensively, F- fired up for the grand final last week. <laughs> well, even then they conceded what thirty four points last yeah. week and nearly lost in to a dog shit team. So yeah, this has been a month straight now of just. They, they can score a couple of... Like, I mean, they scored some points in this game, but, like, my God, the defense for their last four games, is it's, it's it's something like 200 points in their last four games, isn't it? I, I haven't looked at it properly, but that seems about right. But, man, uh, I, I don't understand. Like, because, like, you know, the, one of those classic things that fans say is, oh, we can't fault their effort. You can. You, you, feel like, you feel like their effort can be faulted. I feel like it can. And not only do I feel like it can be faulted, I feel like... That they've somehow gone backwards. At least, uh, at least a couple of years ago, they were the effort merchants. They mm. were the effort guys. They tried hard. They had a go. This team had minimal go. This 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 roster that they've got now is mm. better. So than much the, better than the, is better than the effort merchant teams. That Way they had better in the past. You know, and like they they're just giving up at half time in a game at Belmore in front of a sold out crowd on the back of a win as they farewell one of their greatest ever players. Yeah, just, just so awful. Awful. I thought while Sexton was out there, they still attacked. All right. Yeah. Um, losing him, kind of. I think. I think they lost him, and they just kind of like threw their hands up and decided it was all going to be too hard. Um, we mentioned in the preview that because Brisbane had so many guys out, they needed some pretty un. Or they needed some older middles or some unheralded middles to step up. And I thought Marty Tapao did that really well. I thought he had one of his better games for the year. He's been a much better buy for Brisbane than I thought. He's really, really bought into just plays that role. His role in the team, yeah. which. Uh, there are some guys who can't do that, who who can't put their ego to the side and accept that their career is now in a different place. And Marty Tapao isn't the Marty Tapao that he was at, at in his glory days at Manly. He's a different guy now, but he's he's shown enough self awareness and enough and enough sort of um, enough sort of team characteristics to buy into that, which I think which I think is always really impressive. Um, Brendan Piakura 
on the on the right edge, just gorgeous, man. Can't he run a line? But Tristan Saylor played well, also. Yeah, yeah, really tidy, really tidy. I I wonder if there's going to be a spot for Tristan Saylor in this in the top seventeen going yeah. forward. At is some it, point, well, like, is it him or who's it going to be on that wing for the rest of the, if Corey Oates is sort of? Is it I think be... I think it'll still be Arthur's, but okay. I, I'd be thinking like say next year once Blake Moser mm. becomes the starting, but maybe Saylor can. Can transition into being the fourteen, play a little bit of dummy half or something. Because nothing wrong with he that. He was he was really sharp in this, just yeah. really really tidy, and just ha- having that having a guy who can sort of slot into a couple of different backline positions and cover hook. Would, would you be like a, a nice little fun stat, by the way? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, in Canterbury's last five games, they've conceded more points than Penrith have this season. Holy shit! So Penrith have conceded two hundred and eighteen points for the year in their seventeen games. Canterbury's last five games, 228. But conceded. Canterbury poached Penrith's defensive guru. That's actually true. They did do that, didn't bloody, they? Bloody hell, that is... Yeah. Um, that's rattled me a little bit. Yeah, I, I was like... I just added up in my head. I was like, it's 228. I'm like, I wonder if any team's total for the year is lower than that. I thought, surely not. But no, Penrith is just barely, so... Woof. Um, what else? It, because Brisbane had so many guys out. Yeah. And, and, and I saw a list of them after the game, and I was like, wow, it really did. It really did get out of hand quickly. Um... I thought Dean Mariner um, came mm-hmm. onto the wing well. when Selwyn Cobbo moved to lock for some reason. Let it look. What was what was doing there? Just run, just the big fella running around. Well, I I think I think Mitch messaged me um, and he said Selwyn Cobbo's playing lock. What's going on out there? Mm. And I was like, all right, well let's let's see how we go. He's he's got the he's got the characteristics of a big man. Let's see if he can hack it in there. And about two minutes later, he got sin bin. So I didn't I was think like, that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that was a sin bin. No, but, well, uh, it, it was It was probably a penalty because he got his arm in the face. But he 100% got bin because Sexton got fucked up on the ground. Oh, which, by the way, he got fucked up from the knee to yeah, the face, not ridiculous. the forearm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Brisbane, this was very much just a TCB, man. Yeah. Like, you, you just got to take care of business in this one. They'll get a shitload of people back for the Souths game Ooh. this week, which is... Ooh, if on Tuesday, that is a, that is a on Tuesday afternoon, tomato. we could potentially get the greatest ins list of all time. It'll be, oh, it'll be some, it'll be some both good teams. Stuff. It'll be some it's good gonna stuff because it's going to be what Carrigan, Haas, Walsh, and maybe is Flegler any chance? Um, I am not sure. So at least those three, and then the other side for South, it'll be Trail, Cody, Murray, Cook, Campbell, Graham, Jai Arrow, Jacob Host, Harmsello. That not, is that is that good. I think having <laughs> I think having two thirds of your salary cap returning at the same time. Uh, is I will good. say this will be po- possibly the greatest game that the Sunshine Coast has ever seen. I would hope so. <laughs> is it at KO Stadium? Uh, no, it's on the Sunny Coast. Oh right. So what's the what, yeah? KO's what's the KO one called? Oh, so what's the Sunshine Coast one called? Doesn't does it have a funny name? Uh, I don't think it has a sponsorship name. Okay. Um, Can we buy it? Oh, Boom Rookie, Rookie Stadium. Stadium. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> want to wrap Dean Mariner as well? Yep. I think I talked about yep. it a little bit earlier, but. Just the way he moves on the field has me convinced he's going to be a long-term first grader. I think mm-hmm. when he played first grade last year, it was probably just a little bit too early. But the Warriors game um, last month and then this game on the weekend and just the, the I don't know, I guess the smoothness of his running motion and just seems really, really comfortable out there. I'm, pr- I'm very, very confident that when Bert Farnworth leaves for the Dolphins... Mariner will slot into that center spot and do a really, really good job. There's a lot of hype about him, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be justified. I'll bet. And then quick review on the Josh Reynolds stuff. Yeah. Um, so I did go out there to, to to Belmore to be there for the last game. They got smashed in reserve. What was grade. the score? Oh, like thirty-two to six. Nice. They got belted. They they're coming first in reserve grade. They're top. It was a top of the table clash. It was one versus two. And they lost and all that sort of thing. It was disappointing that Reynolds couldn't. Go out with a win, but um, 
it was still even though and even though first grade completely laid an egg as well, it still it still felt like a special day. Yeah. To me, I thought all the all the stuff Canterbury they, they that was the one thing they did right on the day. They it, it did feel like they were pulling out all the stops for for Reynolds. And I know you can say he had a heap of different retirement ceremonies and all that, but in every single one of them, his emotion was very, very genuine and I and I could feel it. You know? Um I know he got interviewed on T V and I saw that interview a few days later, but just before um just before the two teams ran out for first grade and the ground announcer interviewed him in the middle of the field and halfway through the interview, he just, he started crying because he was, that's nice. And he was just, and he was just talking about how much the team meant to him and how much the area meant to him. And, and he, and he sort of said, you know, if there's Eric, is there, if there's a kid out there who's not big and not fast and not strong, you can make it like, look at me. He goes, I'm not any of those things, but look what I've been able to do. Fair point. And it was a really great message. And, it was kind of like it kind of struck me at that time. It didn't feel like they were seeing off a, a, an NRL player. It felt like they were seeing off a local footballer. It felt like I was down at Camden and someone was playing their four hundredth game for the Rams before they retired. And then I thought that's probably kind of fitting because that's mm. what he is. He's a local. He's a local footballer. You know, he is. He is so of that area. And um, even though the results didn't go there, didn't go their way, um, I was really, really happy for him, and I was really happy he was able to be there. So. In, in what year? What calendar year are we going to get the dogs sacking their coach mid-season and interim coach Josh Reynolds? Well, he knows the club. Well, he knows the knows club. Twenty twenty-five. I'll go twenty twenty-six. Okay, yeah. It, we know it's happening at some point. Hundred percent. He is coaching the Bulldogs. Hundred percent. And I'll come on point. Boom Rookies and I'll say the thing about Josh Reynolds: twenty fourteen yeah. state of origin. You will. He just hustled Thursday. You know that is exactly how you talk. As yeah, well. it is. It is how, yeah, it is how I talk. Uh, all right, let's move on to a game that took place a bit of a bludger this one but the cows and your man scotty d getting it done this was another take care of business game yeah i felt like um i thought like manly gave a pretty good account of themselves they're in it dean madison scoring mature yeah. age debutant you know we love, love that it. uh it's ryan madison's older brother like mm. very much like a career reserve grader he's been around the traps at four or five different clubs so it's good always good to see a fellow like that get in but i felt like once the cowboys sort of settled into the game and realised that they just needed a couple of big plays from a couple of their big guns, and that would be enough. And then they just sort of they 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 weren't they didn't they didn't open up the engine. You know what I mean? They yeah. just kind of they just knew that if they sat there in neutral and sort of aimed the car roughly downhill, they would pick up enough speed. And that's what happened. You know, like the Val the Ruben Cotter try. That's just off a clean Blake clean break from Val Holmes. Mm. The Nano try was really nice because I feel like. The Cowboys are only just scratching the surface of what they can do on the edges of the ruck with Nane and Leilua. And I feel like that's a weapon that's going to develop further for them as the as the finals get closer and closer. And then Scotty D just knifing through the middle. And after that, they're like, all right, well, we can just sort of ease back now. Yeah, once you know I saw I mean? that they were yeah, Cruise once control. I saw that they were backing up with all their guys from Wednesday, I thought, yeah, this is this is only going to go one way. Mainly to their credit, did keep it close, but a lot of that was just through a lack of execution, I think, on both sides. Just a very scrappy, sloppy affair for a lot of the time. The Cowboys were able to get on top of them through the middle quite easily, I thought. But, I mean, we were never worried about that. That was no. always that always seemed like it was going to be the case. But, yeah, you're right. It was a taking care of business game for them. Uh, for Manly, is that... I think we can probably put... I mean... They've kind of been done for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think... That, that was that was honestly the bigger takeaway from this game, that Manly just don't have a whole lot. I think that, um, right now. like, if I'm talking... Like, they're on the same number of points as, as Newcastle. And I think that if Newcastle are in good form, and I still don't think they can make the eight purely because there's too many teams, that the gap is too big. I think Manly, I think we need to firmly say, no, we will see you next year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They, yeah, they, they just don't seem to have... They have 
to me, they have a lot of guys who are solid first graders, and I just think the they're lacking a few out and out guns. Mm. You know, they like, and especially with Olakowatu really sort of taking a step back since he, he missed out on Origin. Leveled by got, Val Holmes, got fucking <laughs> decked by Val. That was pretty sweet. You know, they just don't have a lot of like blockbusting game breaking capabilities. Mm. You know, anywhere on the field, which is which kind of just makes it tough. Yeah, you know, if they're against a team like the Cows who have someone like Holmes who can just create something very much out of nothing. Or, you know, or they've got someone like Jason Tamalolo, who I thought looked a lot more like his old self in mm. this one. They're I getting think. hot. Yeah, well, yeah, they're heating up at the right time. But and again... That's, like, but that's the thing. They Man, manly, manly just lack sort of out-and-out yeah. out game breakers. And like I, again, the Cowboys, they don't win in Sydney a whole lot. So I know it's only a Manly team without Tom who have not been playing very well, but still hard for them to get wins in Sydney. So for them to come down and do that quite comfortably in the end I think is a very very good sign for them and T- now yeah just TCB it's honestly I really just don't know who's going to miss the eight it's but I'll tell you what there's a banging game next Saturday night uh, Cowboys Eels hell which yeah. you know it's still five or six weeks to go but one of those teams is going to be sort of whoever loses that is very likely ninth next weekend yeah so. well if, if it's one if the, if the yeah they need to win that to sort of keep chase yep. keep pace with the pack yeah and um i think there'll be a fair bit of feeling in that one too from the cowboys and definitely because of the prelim last year mm. um and as we know this is a cowboys team that doesn't mind holding a grudge as we saw when they put 74 points on the tigers they sure don't so I'm I'm really really keen for that one. That's that's yeah, that's the main game on Saturday night, isn't it? Yep. Now that's yeah, what you that's what games you, that's week, what you man. call a Super big, Saturday. Big games. That's next what week. you call a Super Saturday, my man. South Broncos Friday night. Cowboys Eels Saturday. Bro, night. Friday night we got Raiders Wars. Oh yeah. yeah top yeah. top four battle. That feels weird to say. And but then it is true. At Go and then, Media and then Bronx Rabbitohs. What a double! Sick. And then we got and then we got Cows Paris Saturday night. It's good yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't Plug wait. it directly into my veins. Yes, one team that uh, won't be taking part in the finals is the Sydney Roosters, who we already put a line through them last week, but I think we can officially put a line through them after this. I feel like you've put a line through them each of the last three weeks. Should we put a line through them every week for the rest of the season? <laughs> I think it'd be funny if we I do think that. you would like to. I would. Well, no. There's no ambiguity here about whether you've underlined it or it's, crossed it out. It's a real out. shame. You have just crossed it out. And you're yeah. wearing through the paper at this point. I mean, point. If, yeah, it's 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 a shame for their fans how badly this season has gone. But, um, but you have no sympathy for I them? I don't, not yeah. at all. Um, they were awful in this game, and they you know really what's weird were. is like they they get the they were they started okay. They get Coates gets the intercept. Okay, that's bad. But then they get sort of the intercept their own with Kiri that leads to the, the try a couple of plays later. And at that point, the game is kind of in the balance. And then it, weirdly, it just felt like they kind of like. Basically, as soon as as soon as the storm sort of stuck their head in front again, that was kind of it. This game was sleepy. Yeah, and this, then the storm this, woke this up game, for fifteen minutes in the second yeah, half. This, and went, this, ah. this game was. I'm going to hit the snooze button on my on my alarm. Mm. Five minute for every every five minutes for an hour. What's the opposite of a revenge game? Because Brandon Smith had that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I um been very disappointed all year with Brandon Smith, but I thought uh, he might have had the chance. To sort of try and get as fit as he could with this injury layoff, I know it was a, it was a, I know he still had the injury. I think it was a thumb injury, if I remember correctly. Sure, why not? So he's still able to run on it, but yeah, he just, I don't know. It, it to me, he, he, some of the problems he's having are kind of indicative of the whole team. He, even though he's only been there like not less than a season, he looks. I think he looks really stale, you know. And I think as a team, they all look really stale. I, 
they need a change of approach. They yep. need a change. They need they need to be freshened up. And I don't know where that well, comes from. It's hard, right? Because but they but they, they whatever they're doing is not working. And I understand you've got to have conviction in what you're doing and 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 all of that. But you also have to be adaptable. If something's not working, you have to change it. And the roosters just are not responding to whatever. Whatever's whatever they're sort of it's getting worked in at the for moment. so long though. The, I understand why Trent Robertson would be reluctant to do anything different, but at the same time, even the best coaches have to be malleable. Even the best coaches yep. have to be able to adapt. And right now, things that might have worked in twenty eighteen and nineteen, they worked when they won the comp in those years. That been a heavyweight basically every year until last year. There was already signs of their downturn last year. They 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 were you know they kind of sort of backed their way into the top eight and then got pantsed by Souths in week one of the finals, and that was it. And then they came into this year. We, had, I mean, you picked them in the comp. I think I, I had them in the grand. Did I have them in the grand final? I think I did have them in the grand you did. final. You, you had the O three rematch. No, I, I South went in the comp. Oh, sorry, I dare you? Yeah, but um, I had I had them in the grand final. I had the O3 the, you had the O three rematch. Yeah, I had them either the prelim or grand final. It's not important. What is important is that everyone to a man was high on this team. Yeah, there's not a single rugby league pundit out there that would not. Uh, unless they were blinded by sheer hatred of the Roosters that was in the preseason saying things like the Roosters are going to be the team that, that the Roosters are going to be that regression team that, that you know, there's always one or two teams that drop out of the eight every year. The Roosters are going to be one of those teams. No one would have said that. And if someone had suggested that, we would have called them crazy. We would have. Well, I, the, something I always think when a team like the Roosters is bad is like it's the old idiom, a rich man doesn't know how to be poor. Yeah. You know? And... The Roosters under Trent Robinson have never had a year like this where they've had the only bad year they've ever had was when they had the peer staff disrupting them on the field. Yeah, but that, the, but that was that was a little different. It was different, because, yeah, exactly. Because um, two of us had left, so they sort of had a bit of a hole at fullback. They um, were bringing in a lot of young fellas. That was Trell's first year, as you remember. They were very much transitioning from the roster that won in twenty thirteen towards the roster that was gonna win. In, in, in 18 and 19, right? So that was very much a year of, of rebuilding and regrouping. This is different. I know they've had a couple of injuries here and there, but for the most part, they've had most of their big guns available mm. through 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 a good part of the season. Yeah. You know, some guys have missed a few weeks here and there, but well, no, they've had the same walk. Not an injury thing, but that's no crisis for, or anything. No like that. excuse for they dropped all of this. him. Yeah. They dropped him already. And now they're like, yeah, happened. they drop him, but now they're like, oh, when he's back from injury, we're going to be fine. It's like, well, he was healthy at one point you, when he wasn't in your team. You all hated him <laughs> before he got injured. You, you wanted, wanted him sent him back out. to school. <laughs> but um, you wanted him to take a time out. He had to sit. Had to go sit yeah, on the naughty step. No dessert for the kid. <laughs> no dessert for the kid. Oh. Yeah. So uh, like, so this hasn't happened to them before. And no, I think you're right in that because it hasn't happened and they are unfamiliar just with the concept of being shit at rugby league. Mm. Dealing with it is difficult for them. Bing, like this isn't Bing. this isn't this isn't the Raiders who among their you know on they have peaks and valleys. Yeah, so yeah. when they are shit, they kind of know how to deal. The Roosters are a mountain range. Usually, exactly. they're just peak after peak after peak. Bang, yeah. But they've fallen off one of the sides, and they're into a crevasse. Oh well, and maybe they'll stay there forever. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> tough to say. But you they, looked me dead in yeah. the eye when you said forever, and it was chilling. Yeah. Um, I, you know things are dire when I saw a Roosters fan on Twitter saying, where's Jake Turpin? He's our best defender. Get him on the field. <sighs> Mate. The hard times have come. For the, the hard Sydney times Roosters. have come for the Sydney Roosters. Because, my goodness. Long, and, hard times to come. And I don't know. what. Look, I understand he's old, he's not old, but like rugby, he's rugby league old and he's banged up. But I don't know. I, I don't like resting James Tedesco in such an important game. I hate it. I ha- it just sends a shit message to me. Like you're not, You're basically playing for your season here and you think it's a game at home 
against a team that you you know you probably need, you probably need to win this game, and they're a tough opponent. And you think that's a game that you can put your put your best player and captain on the side? I, I, I do know. think I do think it's different because they have Manu as the replacement. I guess like Manu 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 won the Golden Boot last year as a fullback. Like that's it's, fine. It's not it's not it's not a regular situation where the backup fullback is Blake Torf or something like that. No, no, you know? it's not. But like, would you not rather just have? Both your world class fullbacks. Oh no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I do, I do, I don't think it's I don't think it's like not defendable or anything like that. Yeah, is, is, is what is there's what I'm one there's at. one that we'll get to a little bit later. That I think is worse, but anyway. Um, Storm, Storm, Harry Grant, really good. He's quite um, good. Xavier Coates, he's back. <laughs> yeah, so Grant probably had like he wasn't great in Origin three. It's probably the first like not really good game he's had this year and he took that personally yeah and it was like that was a scary couple of hours <laughs> so he decided hey everybody to just... Harry's back <laughs> <laughs> so he decided to just shred this shit out of the roosters yeah he's a great that player. Jerome Hughes try very aesthetically pleasing very nice I love I love um, I love plays like that they're very hard to execute but like when the pass is right at the line yep. and it's you know the traffic goes both ways I always think that's so so cool and yeah I thought um, Coates' grab as well for that for that try, what's, ha- what's a real, a real, a real happy learned how to putt moment? Yeah, Xavier if, can catch now. Well, fair. when we were talking about best, and we said sometimes guys get into Origin and it just puts them on another. But the weird thing, another is coach trajectory. Was quite bad in Origin three. <laughs> I, oh, he was awful in Origin three. He's terrible. <laughs> he was good in Origin two, though. But he's good in Origin two, so no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. The, but, but he's been he's been much better for the Storm seem fair. the last the couple storm of weeks. Been plodding along all year now, Coates looks like he's like a world class winger again, and like they're getting everyone back, and they're. They're gonna they're gonna be right up there at the end. Boom, Bertrand. Boom. They're never gonna be bad. They're not the roosters. The roosters. The rooster. Roosters fans might need to learn how to be bad. Storm fans never need to bother. They'll always just be good <laughs> they'll, forever. They'll work. They'll, this was supposed forever, to be forever. This was supposed to be their down year and their third. So <laughs> fuck off. Like, just fuck off. God, oh, we are so good at rugby league. Grow up. Oh, um, they do say that a lot. They don't do, they? don't they? Um, but yeah. Uh, can we move on? You good? Oh, is there any anything else to touch on with the storm? Like. I just, I just feel like they were good in this game in the way that they're nearly always good. I still don't think their forwards are good enough to match it with South Penrith of Brisbane in big games. But when you've got Harry Grant and Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes and a potential return of Ryan Pappenhausen and are suddenly good against Xavier Coates, it might not matter if your forwards are only okay. I see, mate. I don't think, I don't think we're seeing Pappenhausen. I don't either. Year, I said right? potentially, but like yeah. even without him, those other guys I mentioned, I think that like, you know. I mean, well, the Sharks have proven the complete opposite. But you know, if you've got a lot of really good creative players, you just need your forward pack to be okay, and you can you can get by. Well, so. the the, sh- the Sharks rode that train to second in the regular That's season true. last year. Yeah, you know, like so, even though it didn't work in the finals, it can it can put you. And in I do a think the position. Storm forward pack is much better than Cronulla's, by the way. Yeah, like, I don't think they're that's not a that's not a fair comparison to Melbourne right now to compare that that forward pack with with the Cronulla one. But yeah, a lot of, I, lot of Sunday was a bit different, mm. but before that, we had a lot of TCB games this weekend, yes. and this this to me took the form of a TCB game for Melbourne. You know, no new crap, taking care of business, mm. and that's they, yeah, and, and that's that, that's the deal. Like so, Melbourne because they have Grant and Munster mm. in Origin every year. Um, Origin for them is a, is a time of like management, yes, and just get it done any so which way you can. We're, and now it's now it's now it's time to to like you know step it up. Well, I think that let's, there's time to step up to the streets this year. Well, I think that you look at the look at the teams they're playing in the next few weeks. Knights, good forwards. Parramatta, good forwards. Penrith, pretty good forwards. Yeah. Canberra, good forwards. Dragons, miscellaneous. <laughs> Titans, good forwards. Brisbane, potentially the best forwards. So mm. that's their that's their run home is is seven games where if they if they can 
come away with four wins in those seven, I reckon, four or five wins with their forwards playing well, then they can win the comp. But well, if, if they get pushed I, around I, in a I couple agree. of these games... I agree, then... but this is that those, some of those games will be big tests oh, absolutely. for them. And for, absolutely. And for them... For me to sort of put them on that level, on that top, top level, I yep. need them not to just pass that test. I kind of need them to do it with flying colours. I agree. Um, and I don't know if they got the cattle to do it. But we're going to find out. But I guess out. we'll find out. I guess we're going to see. Yeah. Another game at... Uh, and they've got another game at the Telstra Dome in a couple of weeks. That'll be fun. Oh, really? Who have they got? Para. Oh, that will be fun. Yeah. Bit of, bit of 07 prelim vibes. Damn right. You know what I'm saying? Sure do. Okay, let's move on to Sunday. And what was billed as a clash of two top eight teams went one way. And look, I, I, we were shocked that the betting odds had basically made this game a coin flip. I think I tipped Cronulla out of, out of sort of loyalty to my boys. But like they shouldn't have been remotely in the contention of favoritism in this game. And it's just like at this point, if you're a Cronulla fan, you just must hate these pricks. Because like, <laughs> like fuck me, like you 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 start okay, you get the first try, and you think maybe today's the well, that day. That was the thing. They the in the first like ten fifteen, the sharks were the ones that got their game on quicker. Mm-hmm. They sort of got in, they got into their style of play, yeah, really really nicely, and they were throwing a lot of shifts at them and making the Warriors outside backs make a lot of decisions. And if you make if you get those guys making a lot of defensive decisions, they're gonna get they're gonna the more they make the the quicker they they're gonna or the sorry. The more decisions they make, yep. the closer they're going to get to getting one wrong. Yep. Right? And that's that's how Hines scored the first try. They just stretched him and they were making the Warriors players make defensive decisions. They got one wrong and I thought, okay, well, all right, the Sharks they're are playing this, this one. the way that they should play it. And then Teague Wilton got injured and yeah. he's the only one on that left ed- on that uh, Sharks left edge that knows how to tackle. <laughs> that's not apparently. good, is it? Yeah. And then shit just went well, awry. The game was over in half an hour as they're like former... Uh, next big thing Luke Metcalf put them to the sword who has that must make you sick as well because this guy couldn't get in that team and they're still trotting Matt Moylan out every week so and he's just been playing amazing rugby league for the Warriors the Metcalf one's interesting so he signed with the Warriors for before, this season before the last season starts so yeah, he didn't get a game in, Nove- in November of 2021 so they just didn't play him out of pure like, I don't want to say spite I don't want to speak for the team but they didn't play him at all last year because of that. they got one game I think yeah only the one game but the timing's interesting because he'd finished the season quite well mm. in 2021 I think he played five or six games looked pretty good in a fair yeah. few of them so and then he left so it was, but so that was before Moylan had his nice comeback year last year. Mm. So like, if Moylan's twenty twenty one season was not much to write home about, which it wasn't. So why wouldn't you then try and move Metcalf in? Because it was clear, even in those five or six games that he played, it was clear that Metcalf had something. I, you know, so it's a, I don't know. It's it's just one I, it's a it's a roster decision that I struggle to figure and out. And I don't one. understand so many th- like Fitzgibbon just doesn't drop anyone. Like mm. we're gonna get to the team list on. On Tuesday, I don't think they have a buy. We can get to the team list on Tuesday, and Moylan's going to be there. The forward pack's going to be the same. Nothing's going to change. I don't understand. Like we've watched, we've watched Tricky Chindle play a lot of footy for the Jets and a lot of, and some good footy for the Sharks in first grade. And obviously, he's got his flaws. He's still a bit raw, but he's such a talented player. And to me, at this point, it's just like. What have you got to lose by giving him a game, mm. giving him a couple of games, giving him an extended run in the team? Because like, I've had a lot of time for Matt Mullins, much more than the average fan has over the last few years. And I think he played pretty well last year. But one thing he's never been great at is defending in the front line. And the attacking, his attacking qualities just haven't been what they, are, what they were last year, this year. And his defense has somehow been even worse. And you, can't, you just can't carry someone like that. And this should have been apparent 
in that first game when I think Lachlan Ilias and Campbell Graham can, can combine to score nine tries <laughs> in that in that in that Talakai Moylan Canyon. So Lachlan Ilias briefly Dally M five. Yeah, briefly had all six points, the first ever six pointer. But um, uh, instead they've just persisted with it all year, and every every week. Every single week they get pieced up in the same fashion down that side. And you said on the preview show, you're like, well, Sean Johnson and them boys on that right edge for the Warriors are going to carve them open. And you said that, and I agreed. And every person watching this game knew it was going to happen. The Sharks probably knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and what do you know? It happened. What happened? So the Wilton injury. Obviously bad. It Love Teague Wilton. Obviously bad. It sucks, but... but- that sort of threw another thing, another one of the Sharks fans' frustrations in the game. Like, I love Wade Graham. Wade Graham is one of my all-time favourites. Love him as a player. Really respect what he's done. Absolute champion of this sport. But, like, he old now, man. And he it, shouldn't and be playing and, first grade. Yeah, no, he shouldn't. And that was the thing. They have so many sort of old creaking war horses like, in you the can't, forward how do you have that, How do you have McInnes, um, Wade Graham, and... When and when they're when they're when they're fit, Dale Finucane and all all playing. It, that's like, the thing. Father time has come for all of them really really quickly. Yeah. Um, and as soon as he went out there, I, th- I think the Warriors were always going to target that side anyway. But it felt like as soon as Graham went out there, they were like, okay, well it's time to time to start feasting, you know. And Talakai is not exempt from this either. Some of his reads were awful. The read on the um, oh god, I can't remember who scored it, but it was SJ threw that pass and it was right at the line and it was another one of those ones where the traffic's going both ways. Oh, was it the Rocco Ber- Berry. Was it the it Berry was, one? Yeah, yeah, Rocco Berry. Sorry, everyone. It was Rocco Berry. Yeah, what a week win since Berry had the best game of his career. Bro, watch, watch, watch that again. Talakai, Talakai hits air. He tries to jam in on Berry, but like doesn't lay doesn't lay a hand on him. It's not a broken tackle. It's mm. not a miss. He's, he, he's, just, he's just hitting fresh air. You know, and then that that sort of stuff just kept happening. Like, and it wasn't just through the craft of Sean Johnson or whatever. Like, Fanua Blake's try, he just trampled over like four blokes down that right side as well. Should we ban you know? him from Front Row Friday for the rest of the year? Well, mate, he's racking them up. Hey. He's pick, going. He's can't going. Pick he's, Blake from now. On. He's going crazy. Um, yeah. and then and then it's almost like that that spread to the rest of the team. Like Nikora, who's had a really good season, mm. got stepped out of his fucking boots by Wade that Egan. That was bad in the lead up to the Metcalf try. Wade Graham. You know I mean? uh, Wade Graham. Wade Egan is playing really well. Wade Egan's playing great footy. One of one of the how most... did the Panthers let him go? <laughs> Um, one of the most improved, like of a, a lot of those Warriors guys, have improved a lot this year. But he's definitely up there. Webb's his coach of the year, right? Oh, definitely, it has to definitely. Be. Um, I, I, I just all right. So we talked about what they haven't done, what Cronulla haven't done, but and it's just, it's just the whole thing is just so unbelievably frustrating because they'll play Manly this week and they'll they'll whoop them, they'll beat they'll the shit out of them, and then what will happen when they play Penrith and South and the two games after that? Well, I think you know what I, I th- what I'm going to say yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. I, mate, I actually think it's it's probably in their heads a little it bit. It has now to be, right? Well. It has to be. They got to see because this last year to last year it was the same where they did benefit from the soft schedule and it got talked about a little bit, but it wasn't sort of jammed down our throats the way it has been this year. Like every week it feels like it flops up a graphic or stats about their ability against top 8 teams last, compared last to their last year at least they had the golden point win over south. That was in a the good latter, win, in the latter great win for the them. Great, great win and for that them. that's that's yeah, yeah. probably their best regular season win under Fitzgibbon. So at least they had that to to sort of hang their hat on. Um, and I think they I think they put the business to Melbourne as well at some point last year. Mm. But then this year I think this year it has become a much much bigger thing and the last two top eight sides they've faced, they got forty four put on them today. They got fifty eight put on them against put on against the storm. Mm. Like they're not just losses; they're not two pointers. 
they're like disembowelings. Yeah. Like they like they're getting cracked. They're getting embarrassed. This is the biggest win the Warriors have ever had over the Sharks. Like they got fair income like whooped mm. in this one. Whooped. And this and like this was a hard game, but this isn't even the hardest part of their draw that they got coming up. They got a real tough run home mm. and they've 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 got to do something. They've got to find something. I know Fitzgibbon won't do this, mm. but I would pull the trigger and move Talakai. I'd I would play yeah. I'd I'd be playing him at lock next week. I really would because he only ended up in the centers as an injury cover, and then he had the he had a really good run of form, and they just kept him there. But I don't think center's ever been his position. I think he's always been a forward who can play in the centers rather than an out and out center. You know, and I don't know if you just chuck Connor Tracy out there or something like that. But Connor Tracy's too good for reserve grade. Just put somebody out there who just has a bit better understanding of defending. On that edge and defending in shape, move Talakai to the middle of the field. He's, we know he's big and strong enough. Mm. He's got he's got a little bit more skill than people think, so he'll be able to handle the passing. And the effort on effort defensively might be a little bit tough, but I think you need to supercharge your middles and you need to shore up that edge. And I think moving Talakai does both those things. Yeah. It's failing that, how about we just get tall Tom Hazleton running seventy meters? Can I? By the way, are you happy? I'm going to write to the NRL. Because it'll cancel the score out points-wise. We just retroactively allow the Metcalf try that was disallowed from being offside, and we retroactively allow the Hazleton try. Yep, let them let them, let them both let, let them yep, both let, stand. Let them, let them stand. Let Good. them stand. Right, I'm glad. I'm, I'll write to them tomorrow. Good. Because, man, the, the big fella. That, Mate, that would move, be in contention for... For a, for a big unit, Jeezy moved that well would be space, one of the. That would be probably... Was it, would, would it have been the best prop try ever? It would have been. It would have been seventy right meters. Up there. It would have been right the fly, up there. Like, a lot of the time, when big fellas hit space after about twenty meters, like they, you can really see them start like lumbering. Or you see them looking around, trying to yeah, find someone in support. Yeah, like not the, him. Space is a foreign country. Not tall, not tall, Tom, bro. He grew up sprinting up the Hume from Goulburn to Sydney. That's right. To go to training at Cronulla. You know what I'm That's saying? What I've heard. He know. He knows. He, he knows how to lift them knees. Uh, it was just a shame. And you could kind of tell that it hit Johnson straight away. And I thought, oh shit, I think that hit Johnson. And we were all loving it. And then you, it took one look on the replay. And you're like, I know. I know. Can't can't vibes this one, unfortunately. I know. Yeah, sucks. But so yeah, we've 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 sort of pulled the sharks apart on on <sighs> all that sort of thing. But that's the thing, that's the thing, man. I'm running out of like ways to say. I'm it. just I'm running out of disappointed ways to talk about it. it. Yeah, disappointed and upset, and it just I, I feel bad. I, I I feel bad for their fans because like this is now another season where the exact same things are happening every week. And every time you get an opportunity to prove the haters wrong and prove the doubters wrong and silence the critics, you lay you an are, egg. You are loudening the critics. Yeah, you don't just lose. You get, like, you know, even if, would you accept that even if they lost today, if it had been a really good game and they lost by four or six? Yeah, say, say, they, go, say they go down in GP or something yeah. like that, or they go down in a one score game. So right? they, I didn't think they played that badly against the Broncos a couple of weeks ago when they played them at Shark Park. If you they lost that game narrowly. Yes. And I thought that they gave a pretty good account of themselves in that game. I thought it was a decent game. But their last two games against good teams, the Melbourne game and today, they've just been blown off the park. That's the thing. So you can't even say, well, oh, it's bad luck, or they caught the Warriors on a good day because it, it, it is but hey, twice they, in a they, row they, now. They could have stormed home to win if that Hazleton try had stood. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe. they would have been inspired. Mm. Um, Warriors. I thought Charles Nickel Klukstad was yep. sensational. He's playing pretty well. They're they're pretty good. I think um, he's really been getting his passing going over the last couple of weeks down that down that right edge, and that's really really opened up their attack for them. Um, I'm always always going to be stoked to to see him do really well. We talked about Rocco Berry, probably his best game in first grade, um, which is. Really nice to see another one of those big improvers uh, for the for the Warriors this season. Sean Johnson just hectic, just mm. so so good, man. 
Yeah. So, so good. Do you think he can win the Dally M? Yes. But I am kind of worried that like Chan's Tohu and a couple other guys might be taking points off him. But at the same time, he gets all the all the all the rhetoric is always about SJ after the game and stuff. So I think yeah. he probably I think he's probably not gonna fall victim to that as much as say a Cody Walker or a Payne Haas and Reese Walsh taking them off each other. Yeah. I think that whilst there are guys on that team that can take points off him, I think he is the, the bell cow every week. He fits so. he fits the profile for a couple of everyone loves Sean things. Johnson. Like, everyone loves Sean Johnson. He'll pick up a couple of points in games he probably shouldn't because yep. he's the most famous player on the team. Correct. Out of Sydney. Correct. Out of Sydney, like a lot a lot of Daly M winners come from outside Sydney and because they're not as high profile, the judges just sort of see him play and they just give it to the best player. He's actually had a great season. He's the halfback of the year, I think. Leads the league in try assists. Yep. Um yep. a lot a lot of good a lot of good a lot of good stuff coming up for his campaign. I'll tell you what, if it's a drink water Johnson, Quinella, don't think anyone would be against Daly M's, bro. Bro, if it, if it's if it's Johnson, drink water, oh, but neither of them win because a front rower won it. That's a that's like a that's like a Nick Campton fever dream. That's like my Dally M equivalent of Tom Hazelton running seventy meters to score. Yeah, I totally. And after you know, after you know, it, it almost seemed like his career was was over when he had sort of struggled with the Sharks and went back. I didn't think he was particularly good last year yeah, either. This time last year, there were stories out there, people saying that he had to retire. Yeah, and he's just put it all back together. And what I love, and this was a big game for him. This was his. That was I think that was celebrating his two hundredth game for the Warriors I think um, I think sure. it actually happened last week but this week was the big hometown celebrations and all that so it was a big big game for him um, and it's just great to see him loving his footy so much I think he's mm. he's really really enjoying being back there and and I think the Kiwi footy fans are really getting around this team there's 24,000 people well there's there going to be bro. there's like, very likely going to be whether it's whether it's week two of the finals or Week one, there's very likely going to be a home final. They can get know. a home final, and you know what I reckon could, they'll do. Could be week three if they win a prelim on the road in week one. You never know. Do you so. do you do you remember when they made it in 08 and they played? They beat the Storm mm, week one, yes. and then because the McIntyre system's the best, they, they got played. The they got a home yeah, final yeah. week two, and they did the blackout. Yes. So they got every. They go to everyone wear black, wear black, wear black, and they did. And that's when you have the famous footage of Ruben Wiki bringing back the kickoff and screaming, and mm. then knocking out Cia Soliola. Yep. Like it was before we knew concussions were bad, so that makes it okay. Hmm. Awesome. That's true. Just the best. Yeah, they Just beat the, the Roosters in that game. That's yeah. Great. Yep. Fantastic stuff. And yeah, but yeah, yeah was dream dream big. Very dream easy big, to man. very easy team to like. Great coach, great player, Sean Johnson, Chanzuka Klux though. What more do you want? What do you want? You want Dylan to attend his last neck? Well, he's there too. So, do you want Tohu Harris? He's also oh, there. You thought I wasn't going to mention Tohu Harris? Yeah, just you thought it in. you thought this was the week? Come on, guys! I can't believe they did all this without my boy Bunty Afar as well. So, yeah. Why is Bunty Afar your boy? I don't know. He's just a funny name. I like yeah. his name. Yeah. There, is Bunty his actual name, or is it one of those ones? I where don't he want to look that a... up because it's, I I don't want it. I don't want it. To you don't want to know Bunty. the truth. Yeah, understandable. I, I actually, don't. So when I found out that Payne Haas's name's Lucky, and it's like, why is he not Lucky Haas? No, his middle name's Lucky. Yeah, why doesn't he go by Lucky Haas? Lucky Haas rules. Lucky, Lucky Haas. That's a great poker name. It is. Yeah. Payne Lucky Haas won his fourth <laughs> World Series of Poker bracelet in the Deuce to Seven Triple Draw event. <laughs> Could yeah, I... The star of Rounders 2, Lucky Haas. How much time would I need personally to explain the rules of Deuce to Seven Triple Draw to Payne Haas? He's, a, he's pretty cluey. Okay. He's cluier than you think. Do you going to do I'd it in reckon. an hour? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You've tough. been trying to explain it to me for... 
How long have we known each other? You've got to have the worst years. hand. <laughs> Deuce to seven. No, it's a, every poker game besides No Limit Hold'em is, is very weird. There's like yeah. all these weird games where you got to have like the worst hand and shit. It's pretty fun. But. Who do you think is the best poker player in the NRL? There's probably someone that's really good, right? There's probably like... I, I used to see um, Glenn Stewart playing at the cast sometimes. When I was yeah. Um, I, reckon, I reckon Menzies was a freak yeah? for it. Yeah, there you go. I'm it, sh- Menzies always said the reason he was able to play so long is because he never got sick of footy because the second footy was over, all he cared about was poker and golf. That's sick. And I was like... Fucking, that's the dream. Yeah, it <laughs> Just is. Cass, course, footy field. That's uh, it. I reckon Kronk would have been a gun poker player, hmm. but I reckon DCE is probably pretty good. I would see. I would have. I would have guessed DCE. Plus but he I can, think he can see everyone. On the I cards, think Kronk so. wouldn't like gambling because it's too illogical. It's not gambling, mate. It's a skill game. Uh, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I you know what I mean. Like I, I, I think his 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 cold robot heart would 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 not burn hot when yeah. he, when he when he won. If uh, he had a built-in solver though, that'd probably be an advantage. So anyway. Just saying a lot of poker words that no one will care about. Let's move on. Dolphins 14, Penrith 24. I thought the Mad Lads were going to do it. It's a better game than I thought it was going to be. Uh, well, I mean, after... The- Penrith should have been up by about 30 when Cody Nicarima scored. They should have been up by 4,000 points. <laughs> like, and then suddenly, the boys were on top with, with 10 to go. Well, let's start um, at the start. Moses Leota, thank you. Yeah, 3-2. You're Front back. Front Row Friday, I'm back. Front Row Friday is a thing we do on our Instagram. Go over there and check yeah. it out. Great celebration. Yep. The Batista bomb. Loved when that. he was doing it, I thought that's the next Rambo. I need a Samoan reboot of Rambo starring Moses Leo. Sounds good. That's the good. He'd like, do it, bro. Who, who's not in? I'm in. Who's not in? Um, uh, and then the Tungo, the Tungo try. Like he did great to score it, but also some of that defense was just like, well, really shit. Yeah, I, I will say, <laughs> I know you love your boy Valance Tavare. Not a winger. Probably should never play on the wing ever again. I yeah. The the Dolphins let themselves down with. Some Why didn't they switch him and Hammer world? around when it was apparent that this was not going? to Why work? isn't Hammer playing fullback? Well, that too, but like, why? Like, at, like obviously Hammer's a great player, but Tavari can pretty much only play center. Yeah, and he's getting cooked. Yeah, I Just thought he was, he was he was on he was on a bit of a hiding to nothing. I agree out there. But, um, um, yeah. but you know, Dolphins stay in the game because Penrith can't kick a goal to save themselves. Mm. And as we know, if you want to beat the Dolphins, you've got to cut their heads off because anything short of that, mm. there'll be a period in the game where they come back strong. And they did. They did really, really well. This this Dolphins team is busted. Connolly like, Lemuelu's try as well. So good, man. Fantastic. So good. But like, this is the Dolphins team that's really busted up. Yeah. But if you give them the chance, they can come back and get you a little bit. You know what I mean? And like against Manly, they got blown off the park. Manly put the put him put the foot on the throat and kept it there. And it's the same thing at Parramatta, but Penrith didn't do that. No, Penrith just let them get up a little bit. And sometimes, well, they've never been great. If at you doing give that, the Dolphins, really. if you give the Dolphins an inch, they'll reach out and try and take a mile. And I was really impressed that they were able to turn it up like that. And Lemuelu's tried, like he's been. A, I think he's. <laughs> I think he's. A, and he tried to do it again five minutes later. I know, he like dead by fifteen meters. It was great. There's let him cook, and there's Stop brother put, put it away. Bro, it's re- it's ready. We can eat it. <laughs> bro, it's overdone. Yep. Um. So Lemuelu, we've talked about him a fair bit this year. I think he's. I think he's close to becoming one of the one of the boys of the of the podcast or whatever. Great but, player. Really, really talented player. I have loved him at second row this year. I think in the offseason, they're going to have a big decision to make because I think he's one of their best. I think him and Gilbert are pretty clearly the two best edges at the club. Yeah. And Kafusi and Kenny well, they're only, started, how many years started did, strong. How many years do they have left on their I field? think Kenny's got one more. What about Kafusi? Uh, I'm not sure. I think Kafusi's got a few. Wait, really? To go. Jeez, yeah, okay. and he he looked old out there today. Mm. But Lemuelu, so he's a back rower. He turned moved to the back row from the centers mm. at the Cowboys last year, and now he's really found a home there. But as a schoolboy, he was a, a fullback five eight. 
so he has a fair bit of skill to his game. As we there saw. Was a, it, I think it was in like the, the schoolboy final, the Queensland schoolboy final um, when he was at Kiebra Park. He kicked the winning field goal in Golden Point. Like, so he's always been someone who's had a little bit of skill about his game. We just haven't had much of a chance to see it. We saw it this time. It was a great little bit of footy. And when the hammer scored after that, where again, he just like did that thing where he moves as fast as he can for like three paces and then he's halfway past Tungo. Mm. Like that was just gorgeous. I thought they were going to win well, at I th- that point. They were in with a, a, big, a big, big shot. But, and I actually thought Penrith maybe pulled the, the wrong rein a little bit. I thought they kept Leota and Fisher-Harris off too long. But particularly, they just took so long to get Sonny Luke out there. Mm. And then the second he got out there, their attack looked so, so much better. There was more, more bodies in motion. Like Luke's just like finding all sorts of space around the ruck. Everybody's punching into into holes and stuff like that, and from that there was a lot more space out wide, which is how Tom Jenkins was able to score his two tries because they because Luke was doing so much stuff around the ruck mm. that sucked him in created space. I understand why they like Mitch Kenny, and Mitch Kenny has his role in this team, but for Penrith to really really hit the top top heights, I mm. think Luke needs Luke needs more minutes. Kind of reminds me a little bit of when Souths were playing McInnes too much and not giving Damian Cook enough minutes. It kind of reminds me of what they're doing with Luke and Kenny right now. I understand I understand why they're a bit hesitant to go with Luke more because he can get targeted a little bit defensively, particularly mm. on the one he is he's quite a small fella. But man, I don't know. I feel like the the atta- the upside that he gives them in attack you've is got just so so substantial around you know? him. Yeah, yeah, so much. We're splitting hairs here. Penrith's we one are. of the best teams in the comp. They were without what their five best, four of their five best players. Yeah, in this one, and they still managed. It's to, just annoying. To like, obviously, it's a testament to their depth and Brisbane's depth. It's just so annoying to me that like this period, my team was not able to sort of grind out those taking care of business wins, and these two teams were. It's probably going to be different between who gets the minor premiership in those top two spots on the ladder yeah. and who doesn't. Well, mate, if they're so Cleary's been out for six weeks. They won five of those games. Shout out to Paul the Fat Man Vorton. Did you see that uh, interview he did with Wayne Bennett? I didn't know. Oh, I, I sent it in in one of the groups here, but watch it later. It was the it was the TikTok link I sent. You don't know what TikTok is, and you're scared of it, so that's fine. But uh, basically, he asked Wayne if they've got a plan for Nathan Cleary, and then Wayne says he's not playing, and then Fat just looks at the camera and says, "Oh, he's not playing." Thanks, did, Wayne. Did he give him a head wobble? Didn't, unfortunately. Oh, that would have been amazing. But yeah, any other journalist in the country does that, and we're we're laughing at them. Fat does it. We're laughing with him. That's it's charming. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I, what was this, what else stood out to me in this one? Penrith, I think, I think Penrith out in somewhere in country near South Wales have like a cloning facility or a farm where they just raise big, like raw boned, blonde haired white boys mm. because they got Liam Henry. They found Zach Hosking. They were like, he's one of ours. Get him in here. And now they got Tom Jenkins. Yep. It's just a lot of tall timber white boys, man. Big, big country lads. Lindsay Smith, blonde too. hair. Lindsay Smith, and like they all kind of look the same. They all, do. All, all white boys kind of look alike, but they're playing pretty good footy. Jenkins yeah. is a big man. He he, he's a, he was he's very a big solid. Fella. I, I think he'll end up replacing Crichton at centre mm. next year. I think that's what they're going to be looking at. Um, but definitely a play with a with a big future. I thought he was was pretty strong. Yeah, good on them. Um, they. You know, yeah, they've done really well to get out of this period in the position that they're in, on top of the ladder. Still, in my opinion, the team to beat. Yeah. So, and they've got um, who do they play next? They've got the Bulldogs next. So, with everyone back, good lord. Uh, if they can't rack up a score in that game, though, then they, there's got to be a little bit of concerns about their attack. I think because, <laughs> like, my god, the Bulldogs can't. I uh, well, given that the Bulldogs have like the worst middle in the competition, yeah, and the Panthers have by some distance the best middle. Mm. 
I think I know how that one's gonna go. I do as well. But then after yeah. that, Shark Storm, a couple of big ones. But they're yeah. all they got. The thing is, all three of those games are at Penrith Stadium, though, because well, Ari- Penrith's like the only stadium in Sydney that wasn't um, FIFA compliant. Yeah, so they've got seven games left in this season. Five of them are at Penrith Stadium. God damn. So there, I think I'm penciling them into at least top two right now. Oh, 100%. Origin for them, because they have such a heavy representation, is just all about management. Mm-hmm. Like, you like just get through it, and once everyone's back, we'll sort of get there and reset. And in 2021 and 2022, Origin really, really knocked them around. But I feel like this year... They've they've it, they've they've changed something. They've taken a lot of lessons from those first two campaigns, and I think they're much much better at managing their players through it now. You know, this isn't like twenty twenty one where they were so busted up after Origin. It was like, oh my god, like they've got nothing left. They've got nothing left, and then they had to summon a superhuman effort in the finals to yeah. sort of bring it all back together. You know, and it's not like last year where I think Cleary got Cleary got suspended just after Origin. And then they were just sort of in that holding pattern all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. This is different. This feels to me like they're coming out of origin. They're not that busted up. They've got a game now where they get everyone back and they get to sort everything out. Then two games where they'll want to win well and make a statement. And then the finals are coming and they'll pretty much have the top four spot locked up. So Penrith over the last two years of time, they run really, really well. And I think the time is coming now for them to start running, if you know what I'm saying. Get, I, th- yeah, I don't think. Terrifying. Yeah, it's not good, is it? An awful prospect. All the positive we've had about South and Brisbane and the Warriors and even maybe the Raiders, doesn't matter. Parramatta yeah, Parramatta's going to turn up and kick the shit out of everybody. It does feel that way. And the last game of the round, Parramatta 25, the Gold Coast Titans 24. Um, a, a, an incredibly fun contest. And again, I told you. I told you. Like you, you, put these two, you put these two lunatic teams together. It's dynamite, bro. Um, they were down to 11 at one point, Parramatta. I think Regan Kemagulich should have been sent off. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? it well, like the thing is, never, I thought Sevos was really bad. So Sivos I didn't see was Sivos when it happened. Sevos was bad, but at it. least with Sevos one, you can get away with yeah. it's an accident or whatever else. It's like obviously you can never prove intent because you don't know what's going through a player's brain. But like, it's very difficult to look at what Regan Campbell-Giller did and not think that he did it on purpose. Or the knees in the backs is such a nasty one yeah. as well. Like, so Para got those two early tries. And it was looking like, oh, well, this will just be like a bit of a procession or whatever. But the Titans said, not today. And they summoned whatever ungodly force they have shaken hands with this year. And they said, we need some, we need some crazy stuff to happen. Then the two guys got sin-binned and then it was just on. Yep. Like it was just back and forth. And Phil Sammy's try, Jesus Christ. Phil Phil Sammy's try, I think, is one of the best individual tries of the season. I awesome. don't care. It was, it was against 11 players. It was sick. It was sick. And Cam Pereira, he fast. Yeah, well, that that boy, that boy quick. Um, that boy quick. Yeah, uh, I mean, good on good on. I also thought Gutherson scored. By the way, there was a lot of yeah. about that, but I think one, there's one angle that clearly shows that he's not. His leg is not over the sideline, and his arm's still in the air. Definitely the a tight on one. But but I, and, and when it first happened, and on the first few replays, I thought, no way. Yes, I also thought that. But then there's that there's that good angle, and yeah. and you can see that his legs are up. Arms the ball's out, just not down. On the ground. He yeah, did yeah. very well to put that down. I must say, it was a really, Absolutely. really good finish. And he'd had—I thought he had a shocker in this one as well. I mean, his, his, so. his effort on the Sammy try was not great. Oh, mate, just absolutely pieced up by Phil mm-hmm. the Power. But um, I, I then was just baffled by the Titans' end of game management. That's like, not the first time that that's happened to them. Yeah, this year, they did where it against they the just Broncos really as well, a shot. didn't they? Well, they no, they did it against the Raiders. Yeah, they sorry, had a yeah, last yeah. set and they just didn't really fire a shot. It kind of. It was kind of the same against the Finns as well, just before Golden Point, I'm pretty and sure. Like, because, like, 
Tanner, and then the step before that, though, Tanner Boy just boots the ball to Mike Acevedo. I know. but What but, the hell is he doing? But it's so strange because normally they're so comfortable attacking from deep in their own half with all the speed and creativity they have, especially on that left side. And then it's like when the game gets really tight and it actually matters, they they just go away from what got him there in the first place. I also do, by I'd be the like, way. If I was Big Jim Lenahan, I'd just say to him, guys, good football, All man. I want you to do is what we do all the time. Yeah. Just keep playing that way. Keep doing what, keep doing you, man. I do think they kind of got hosed at the end, though. So Chris, well, Chris Butler, watch on two. Chris Butler screams, Regan, 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 you're offside, and Regan Kemagulad takes a good six or seven steps towards Tanner Boyd, and then at the very last second stops and pulls out of his charge down attempt, and Tanner Boyd uh, misses the field goal, and it's like that's crook. He's clearly run towards the ball. They had to take their medicine with it last week. Yeah, then, and that's but, the worst part. But, the, but now this, if I was a Titans fan, would be very, very hard to swallow because it's like, well, you made an example of us last week and that hurts, but that's okay. Cause I that's guess the, the difference rule. is there that Aaron Clark didn't pull out last week. I, but, get, I guess, but even so, like... But, like, you can't argue Campbell Gillard's influenced the play. Yeah. You can't argue like, that. Tyler Boyd doesn't know if he's offside or not. Yeah, of course like, not. So that that's a that's a, that's a that's a crook one. That's a, that's a very, very... Um, that would be a very hard one for... For any Titans man to take, mm. uh, but I do think they they had their chances to to kind of win this one. Um, yes. and I think closing out games and sort of making good decisions late is probably the last step for them in becoming mm. a a true finals contender. Like, look, I want to comp- like contrast that to Mitch Moses, who didn't have like one of his big monster games in this one, but I thought in the last sort of six or seven minutes he was really good with his with his kicking game. Um. Kick the field goal, of course, nailed that. That's all really nice. But then the, the the last Parramatta set, he put a really, really good kick right down into the corner. I think it ended up getting behind Khan Pereira. And then Moses raced up, made the tackle on the kick chase one-on-one. And the Titans had 30 seconds left, about 15 minutes, 15 minutes out from their own line. You know what I mean? Mm. Moses just turned it, just didn't have a dominant game, but just found a couple of key touches when his team really, really needed it, which I thought was very impressive. And that's the kind of thing that the Titans sort of lack. Like, Tana Boyd's had, had, a, had a pretty good season this year. I think he's, he's exceeded my expectations, definitely. And he was all right in this game. He scored that try and, and, and was pretty good. But he just doesn't seem to have that that painterly touch what? yet, you know? I would be... We, I, met, I, I hinted at this when we talked about Tedesco being rested. I... I understand, like, again, load management, all that stuff, but, like, I can't believe that in a game this important where it's basically your season's over if you lose, you rest AJ Brimson. I, again, though, that, like, Jaden Campbell is not no, a but typical dude, no, backup. And, no, he, and he was really no, strong no, no, in but this, dude, I thought. But, dude, there's the early no-try where Gutherson grabs Campbell and throw and forces oh, him to Oh, yeah, touch. yeah, no. Good Brimson, no, Brimson good scores that Brimson try. Does, yeah. So that's... Like and obviously a million things can happen after that, but I watched that happen and I thought, shit, AJ Brimson probably scores that. I'd probably be pretty annoyed if I was a Titans fan because we've rested. You could just and again, Gamble's a great player, but you could just had them both. Could have had them both. And in a game with so much riding on it, for like and and a game that did come down to very fine margins, I, I was just sort of disappointed that 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 uh, a good rugby league man like Jim Lenahan couldn't. Yeah. Didn't didn't want to give Brimson Brimson the game, and again it's it's been fucking five days since Origin, and he's a fullback. Like, come on. Well, Brimson. yeah, like Tino backed up. Yeah, and I, thought, I thought I thought he was I thought Tino was was and didn't probably Fafita, the best player. And like, Dave, thought Tino was the best was the best of the backing up players. Allegedly, by a good, good I think way. they didn't play. He came off on Wednesday because he was hurt or something, and yeah. he played. So he was he was really strong. I thought yeah. I thought he really he really led from the front. So. 
I don't know. Maybe Brimson picked up a knock or, or maybe or we'll never like know. That. But hard I think to, that's that's curtains for our crazy boys from the yeah, Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, kind of is. Um, we but get to I watch f- them do crazy shit for another seven well, weeks. I though. feel like yeah. them settling into the role of spoiler yeah. is a really nice fit for them. I think they're going to be good next year with Des Hasler. I think they're going to be real good. Well, if they get Hunter as well. If they get Hunter, mm. yeah. Um, Parramatta Junior Paulo, terrific. Mm-hmm. His his best game in a good in a good few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think after the after after missing Origin. And then the, the Warriors game's a bit different because there was nobody else there. But I think after I think he really had something to something to prove, and I thought he did. I thought when Parramatta looked great in that first twenty, it was because he was being dominant and powerful in the middle of the field, and also offloading really well. I love it when he offloads; just adds a completely extra dimension to his play. Mm. Uh, Gutherson, like I said, struggled, but one of his great superpowers is his persistence, yep. and he just kept at it, kept at it, which is why he was there on the spot to pick up that scrappy that ball for that uh, scrappy try mm. at the end. That wasn't a skill play, that was an effort play. And he's great at effort plays. That's that's his real strength as a player. Um, and Parramatta get an extremely crucial win. And, yeah, you know, and massive. This, this, this was a danger game. For Bryce Carr was really good too, by the way. Yes, I've, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because he was good, but not in the typical Bryce Cartwright ways. Thought he defended. He killed poor Sam Verrills. He did. He, yeah, he, he mashed Sam Verrills, man. Mm. And like... Cartwright, like, I can't believe I'm saying this about Bryce Cartwright. He played really tough. Yeah. It wasn't about fancy flick passes and nice footwork and all that. He Still was, had a few offloads, but yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. He was, he was, it was just a very, oh. a very, uh, like, tidy second row performance. But a Josh Jackson type sh- performance. I like that. Yeah. But by the way, you, we just talked at Tino real quick. The raised, the raised arm penalty. Is he, that, a, is he a marked man now? Because I didn't think there was much in that. Uh, yeah, I do think that's one of those ones. He's got to be if, careful. If it was Isaac for Suomala, are we? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't get pinged. I agree. But he does have a little bit of form he, with well, it. Well, I mean, the one against the Bulldogs, he should have been penalised yeah. for. So maybe that evens out. There but was the one the one on Appy as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's, even if it's a subconscious thing, if you see Tino getting the bumpers up, mm. I think there's a chance he could be in a little bit of strife. Um, uh, yeah, Cartwright put on the boiler suit instead of the... What, is, what would Bryce Cartwright usually wear instead of a boiler suit? Um, he would wear like he'd have like a rock climbing, like arseless chaps. Or yeah, no, he, he he's he works at a rock a bouldering facility part time. I, I I don't no, I don't feel like it's a good fit for Bryce. Be off offloading boxes of chalk and stuff. It'd be great. He'd fit in well. <laughs> Why rock climbing? I don't know. It just seems like something fun and kooky. It's got good hands, strong wrists for flick passing. Well, maybe that's how he got him. Yeah, like he, right. he grew up. He grew up as a. Damien Cook was a, was a beach sprinter. Bryce Cartwright was a rock climber. Maybe. We'll never know. <laughs> we could just ask him. Uh, yeah, so Param- this was the danger game for Parramatta as it was happening mm-hmm. because as we talked about before they went on this Their run, run they, had the habit so of, hard. they had the habit of playing to the level of their opposition. I felt like they did that. They flirted with doing that here, mm. but they just found enough when they really I think there's it. a world where they need to win. Now they only need to probably win four of their last six to make the finals. But that's even that's not... Easy it's at, not, but five out of six would have been a lot harder yeah. because if people we've talked about it last week, I think, but their run home is Cowboys in Townsville, Melbourne in Melbourne, at home to the Dragons, Brisbane in Brisbane, at home to the Roosters, Penrith in Penrith. So yeah, so you reckon you reckon I reckon they've got to steal one on the road and win the two home games, maybe the, even yeah. steal two on the road. Yeah, that and that, so, that's it. And if I was ranking the three games they have on the road against the good sides, four, I would four, think, four. Sorry, the four. The one I would feel best about them winning is the Cowboys one. Really? I probably would have said the Broncos one. I think they match up stylistically pretty well with the Broncos. But, yeah. But, uh, well, look, that's but, a few but, weeks but ago. Even, but even then, mate, like, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not a great choice to be making. But it's at the Gabba. Or the, the wide confines. Who do you think is the best cricketer on the Eels? 
Um, I reckon Will Penasini have a bit about him. Yeah, a Ross Taylor type. You sure. Reckon? Yeah. Why not? I I think I think Ryan Madison's probably good at cricket too. If you didn't know that Clint Gutherson was a footy player and think you saw would, him yeah, out there, and yeah. I said. He opened the bowling for a test match in England 18 months ago and now he doesn't play anymore. Can you believe that? Yeah. You would, you, he, looks, yeah. he looks the most crickety. But he would 100% be one of those pommies who bowls well in England, but the second he gets out here, it's just a hundred. It's just like God. 100 kilometers. Oh my God, imagine pops. how much I would hate Clint Gutherson, but English cricketer. Oh my God. The you most would. hateable human being <laughs> to ever live. Um, but anyway, yeah, so incredibly important win for them because I think that their run home is so hard. They, they badly, badly, badly needed this. And now we'll see what they're made of in the next six weeks, I suppose. Very much so. Here's Taylor rolling the ball in. on him. He's after it. He might have got it down. Oh, he thinks he did. Oh! Cold train cup. What's that? A Coltrain Cup what? drop on on a on a on, on a Sunday on the Lord's Day? I can't believe it's I didn't taken. Think the trains ran on Sundays. I can't believe it's taken until round twenty-one, Nicholas. But we are. I, I am Coltraining a Thursday night game. I'm going to take the Dragons against the West Tigers. Here's Taylor rolling the ball in on him. He's after it. He might have got it down. He thinks he did. Oh, Coltrain Cup. A second train has hit the Sunday show. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, it's I, like taxis at Christmas. They, you wait forever and then two of them come. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I assume you're also taking the Dragons. I, I am actually taking the Tigers. <gasps> Gasp. This is it. We've no, we haven't had this all year. The dueling trains. <gasps> we haven't had it. It took 21 two, rounds. Two trains enter. I mean, realistically, it leaves. should almost never happen because yeah. like... <laughs> You shouldn't be tipping games where both teams can win, but I, I, I haven't tipped the Dragons yet. You haven't tipped the Tigers yet. I don't yet. think the Tigers are going to win this game. But you haven't tipped them yet. But I haven't tipped them all year, and this is the best chance they're going to get. I hate going in blind on this, because I think if the Dragons have all their players there, yeah. they'll probably win. It's also a good zag for you, because there's probably a lot of people, myself included, picking the Dragons. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but I, I have to go the Tigers. I do still think they're really underperforming uh, what what their roster is. Um, I, think the, I think the Dragons are just... a. a a bad side, right? But yep. the Tigers yeah, are yeah. playing well below their capabilities as a team. Which makes me feel like shit that I got to pick them. But, but you well, pick I'm not going to get a better chance, am and I? We'll be back on Friday morning to preview that one. We will. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Randrandra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Randrandra. Oh, we don't have much in the way of actual rugby league news this week, but what we do have is an update for the Coltrane Cup. Yes, yes. So um, previously, when um, the editor at large, Mitch Doyle, was in charge of the show, there would be periodical Coltrane Cup updates. Since we've switched the format, of the show this season. Um, we've been a bit slack on that. Mm. But now with things really heating up, um, every week we're going to be talking about who is at the pointy end of the of the Coltrane Cup. Mm. And Bertrand, who have we got up the top at the minute? Uh, Puddles, 19-1. and one. Well, yeah, Puddles has been there all season. All year. Like, just really, really good stuff. Really, really consistent. Um, OG fan of the pod, Dan Cullinane, coming in at second place with 18-1-1. One and one. Oh, wow. That so, for and against game. does not matter. So it doesn't matter. That's nice. Uh, That's good. That's good. That just makes it more. That makes it more interesting for the punters. That's true. It's win, winner take all, man. And then just behind them on eighteen and two, we've got the Arara Valley Axeman himself, Brock Corf, a, a dear friend of the show, and another dear friend of the show, my former work colleague at 
Fox Sports, Brennan DaCosta, also 18-2. and two. This is a this is a fucking handsome-looking top four. Yep. DaCosta, Korf, Cullinane, and I'm assuming Puddles is his... Uh, Correct. Is That's his, his given name. name. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's a five-way tie at 17-3 and three between NRL Big... Big Tom, Battle of the Bigs. Mark Hindle, who I believe was top three last year, I think. One of one of our great Coltrane Cup yep. players, Mark um, Hindle. Eddie NZ and Braids, Jack Brady, who was like undefeated for a long time. Braids started very are- strong. Um, I do know that Braids, I think with this Tigers-Dragons one, he will have now picked every team in okay, the Okay, well that helps. So have- it's de- it's dealer's choice rest of the way. Yep. And then a bunch of people below them on 16 wins. I mean, yep. Um, but one other matchup we will... Uh, focus on is two of those teams that are 16 and 4 in 15th spot on the ladder at 16 and 4 with a for and against of 237 we have Nick Campton that's me 16th spot on the ladder at 16 and 4 with a points average of 224 we have Declan Campton I know who's going to bring the Campton Cup have you got you you, you do have to have some sort of wager on this between the two of you surely I don't think we do actually oh, wow well I think because Pup because it was his first year, he was just worried that he was well, going mean, to be awful you, like, at it. You are basically even right now. You could make one now, yeah. theoretically. I said to him, mate, it's not that hard. I said, the first year I did it, I nearly won the whole thing. Mm. Like, I was in contention until like two or, two or three weeks out from the, from the end of the season. Like, it's it's it, it, it can be done, mate. Rookies can win this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he sort, of, he sort of slipped a bit because I think after seven or eight weeks, he was up there with Jack, sort of helping set the pace. And he's kind of tumbled down a little bit since then but um yeah look 15th spot i'm actually i'm pretty happy with that yeah um i i think a big finish could sort of get me into a something near the top 10 which i'd be pretty pretty stoked with where are you sitting at the minute i'm a gentleman's 60th you got to try and engineer it so you finish 69th can't, i'll try you? You but, gotta, uh, no i want to keep winning because i was 12 i'm 12 and 8 now but i was 5 and 8 so i really turned things around nice one but um i just want to catch the Bungard's mentor but he, he had the panthers today so i nearly had him but he slipped through my fingers once again, and he's in an advantage this week. He knows who I'm tipping, but he's not going to tip against. He's, he's not going to tip against his beloved West. Well, Tigers, I tell you. So. Well, I tell you at the at the all expenses paid trip to oh, the Tony Robbins seminar. Yeah, yep. he can. He, he your mentor can give you one final lesson, and that's how to be good at the Coltrane Cup. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at it. Although, again, like we've hit form recently, so you know, Dragons fans, pencil in that win because your boy's hot. I got. I got to tell you that that sort of uh, those four top contenders that we have. Love it. I love. The, I love the. I love the. I love the vibe that they're bringing. I feel like we've shuffled the deck on that one, and we've just been delivered a, a winning hand. Yep. And of course, you boys. get to come on the show if you win and gloat. So yep. We, it's going to be hard for us to get a better finish than last year, where we had the two top two going mano e mano in that Titans Warriors game, where our dear friend Luke was twenty two to six up in the final game of the season. And I said, congrats, you've won it. You congratulated him. <laughs> if the roles were reversed, you would have killed him. I spat <laughs> in the eye of God and was punished for it. Yeah, and then it was the, it was Em's birthday that night. Well, so that was we, the great thing. So we, watched, we, watched, was we watched the celebrate. game with Luke. Yep. They, he, he lost. We ditched him. And then we went to yeah, see a loser to celebrate <laughs> with the <great>. winner. <laughs> we'll find both sides. That way, we always come out on top. That's money talk, baby. And uh, yeah, if you want to be a part of that next year, patreon.com forward slash urban rookies. Uh, why wait though? You get access to our Discord server, a third show every single week. There will be another greatest games coming in a couple of weeks' time. We've had our nominee pick his game. It's a banger. Don't you worry about that. Um, and you get merchandise discounts and plenty more. So a thank you to the people in the top two tiers, and they are 
Chris Avenel, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Where's Wayno, Alex Sedjakomi, Big Edric Energy, Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Buzzard's Gotta Eat, Same as Worms, Chewbacca Snuffleupagus, Dan Cullinane, David, Doc Hogg, An Anonymous Backer, Ed Burton, Frankie Fetch, Full Bodied Ferrets from the Farmer's Market, Horsebra Scores with Jace Felix Farmworth, Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, Kicks House Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Smidmore, Maddie Jenkins, Maroon Gossard, Matthew Duggan, Michael, I Am the Walrus, Goo Goo Gajub, Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My Name is Matt Bungard, and I Love Taylor Swift, My Ding Ding Dong is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy. New South Wales are the Suicide Squad. Queensland are the Avengers. Pat McManus, Pete Fulcher, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, See You in Vegas, Shunter, Ty, The Black Vegetable, Thor, Tom Hardy, Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, B, A, and Start, Was, and West Life's podcast. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. It's hard to know because we have so many blokes who change their names every week, which is great and fun and I love. Mm. It can be hard to know if we've actually picked up some new patrons but i think we have i think bruce the pom is new bruce the pom is definitely new Good they win bruce. one ashes test <laughs> suddenly suddenly he's like yeah you know what these aussies aren't so bad bruce thank you lovely to have you brucey yeah um all right that's it we're done we're back on uh friday morning if you're a regular listener, we'll have questions during the week if you are a patron i will yep. see you all then say goodbye camper back to the regular schedule th- like uh, three boom rookies a week keeps the doctor away mm. I believe that's how the saying goes goodbye Bertrand and it's goodbye from me. Thank you.